We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Fred Jink- Fred Zinke and Jeff Erickson. I combined our names to co- come yeah. up with Jinky. There, I'm, I'm having a hell of a morning. <laughs> I sent the link to uh, the the StreamYard room to uh, a guest that I had on a, on Sunday's uh, Sirius XM show. So it's like, oh, she's wondering why did I get this random link? So that, that's always fun to start the day. I'm, I'm having a morning. I guess it's just a you know I, one of those days. So, anyways, baseball. We're having a bad time. Our teams had. Gut punch, excruciating losses to rivals, division rivals yesterday. Up against the trade deadline, we're in. We're both of our teams are in that. Okay, do we try to contend? Do we try to make a trade mode? It's not looking good, Fred. No, I, I think the I think the Blue Jays can more easily say, "Let's just wait till next year." Like they're going to have this core for a long time. They're going to be back in Toronto for a full year next year. Um, they could just say, we're going to roll with the team we've got. And if we come back, we come back. If we don't, we don't. Um, the Reds are a trickier situation because I'm not sure exactly where they're going and what their plan is. Like, is in, it, can they, they only have to catch one team. That's a little different than Toronto. Toronto's a little closer. The Reds are a little further, but they only have to catch one team. They just need the Brewers to go on a slide. Right. Um, but I'm not sure exactly what the Reds' plan is. You might have a better idea of that than me, but I don't see the Reds as like, Re, I don't see them as rebuilding. I, I don't know. I, I don't see them. I think they're stand padding is what they're going yeah. to do. I, I felt this way for a while. And then this week is only in, enhanced it. Nick Castellanos is on the IL. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of it. And they blew yet another lead yesterday. Uh, against it. They blew it a couple of times. Uh, you know, and that that's a, and part of it is that they got a rare bad start out of Wade Miley. He, he struggled yesterday. He didn't go five against the Cubs. You're asking that bullpen to do a lot. And I don't, I'm not mad at the pitchers involved. I'm mad at the front office. And actually, I'm more mad at ownership. Uh, that just, and I, I'll save you the rant because we've been there. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's just, you're asking guys like Joss Oshitz, uh, Brad Brock, and Keith Hembry to carry a lot of water. And it's just, they're not able to do that. I just can't. Yep, Cubs. The Cubs scored, I believe, exactly one run in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings. Yep, on their on their way to that win. So just, just no one could come in and, you know, just have that one scoreless inning. It, it sounds so simple. 
just come in and pitch one inning. Just don't give up any runs. One guy could do that. They would have at least gone to extras last night. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the, what the Reds will do. And I do think maybe my Blue Jays will add something, but I don't think it's going to be like a massive rental. Like, I don't see Max Scherzer coming to Toronto or something like that. I see him going to L.A. or San Diego. Yeah, L.A., uh, I, I think L.A., unless San Diego just pays way too much to try to just keep him from going to L.A. The Yankees, uh, I could see happen, but unlikely. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can see the Red Sox saying, Hey, you know, we got a chance now, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're, yep. we might get sale back. We can sail in Scherzer. I mean, all that want to yep. talk about like an injection of, you know, enthusiasm there for a team. And that's what they need is a good starter, right? Uh, absolutely. That would, yeah, they have the, the Red Sox rotation has been a lot better than I thought it would be, but yeah, they could totally use, well, anyone could use Scherzer. I feel like it's the Dodgers. I feel like the Dodgers need to keep going right now. Like Kershaw will be mm -hmm. back. There's probably tremendous respect between Kershaw and Scherzer. They probably wouldn't mind, you know, working together with Bueller, you know, for one playoff run and then just see where, where it goes from there. So, and I know the Dodgers offense has been underwhelming this year, but they could add an offensive piece too. It doesn't have to be like a superstar, but if like there, it's totally possible that in the playoffs, Betts is in top form, Bellinger's in top form. I know they haven't been all season, but right. yeah, that could that could totally they could come around. And yeah, I, I feel like LA has to keep pushing forward. Yeah. So one of the things I want to do today is just kind of go team by team among the contenders, see what they're looking, what they could get realistically, um, and you know, who, you know, maybe not name the players necessarily, although that helps. But you know what what's likely to happen? What are they likely to target there? Um, and and kind of kind of go through that a little systematically. We'll start with it uh, the you know West because let's face it, that's where we we know we're going to get three playoff teams probably. Yeah, um, And so let's just start with that. Uh, we mentioned the Dodgers. We'll go with them first, even though they're not in first place. Uh, they're two games behind the Giants. But so yeah, pitching has got to be something they need. It's it's absolutely something they got to have. Uh, you look at their roster. And you look at, uh, you know, they, they, they're not getting, I don't think they're getting Bauer back. I think they're, tr Dustin May's not coming back, uh, obviously. Kershaw, we don't know when. The latest on him uh, is that he threw a bullpen session Saturday, pitching a simulated game tomorrow, or today, actually, he's going to do that. Uh, we'll see. But, you know, it, he may not need a, a rehab assignment. This might be one of those uh, situations there where the veteran gravitas suggests that, okay, I don't need a, a rehab assignment. Guys like him don't go on those very often, unless it's like coming back from a major, major thing like Sale or Syndergaard or something like that. But he's not coming back from that. Agreed. I, I think that I also think with the Dodgers, especially with Bauer, like not getting into like whether Bauer should be suspended right now and everything else. But we know that I think it's not controversial to say that Trevor Bauer is a divisive personality just in, mm -hmm. generally in life there's probably a lot of divided opinions on him in that clubhouse um and, and the story surrounding him right now i think it would be it could be very baseball friendly but also emotionally therapeutic for the dodgers to say all at once we have acquired a good starting pitcher and we're announcing that trevor bauer will not be back with the team for the remainder of the season we're putting that to rest you know like whether he continues to get paid i don't think anyone's really worried about that but just to say to their players 
and their fans, like, this is our roster. Don't expect Trevor Bauer back. It's not happening. We're going to let the legal system play out and we'll deal with this in the off season and figure out where it goes from there. But I think that might maybe be good for the team. You get someone like Scherzer and then you're like, no, this is our Scherzer, Kershaw, Bueller, Arias. This is our rotation. Yeah. And, and, and Bauer is, is not to be, we're not discussing him anymore. We're going to let him handle his personal life and we're not discussing him anymore. We'll deal with it in the off season. I think that would be, could maybe be good for the team moving forward. Um, they could use position player depth, I guess, although what they really just need is for their good players to start some Being of their good. good players to play a little better. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the OPSs are pretty good. Like Betts, I said Betts is down a bit this year. His OPS is 876. Like that's one hot week from being up around 900, which is, you know, kind of Mookie Betts like. So Muncie's been awesome this year. He has. They need Bellinger to come around and and they need a healthy Seager. And, you know, I think they'll be fine. But I think a starting pitcher, that's that's what they need. I, and a bullpen arm for that matter. Too. That would be helpful for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact is Kenley Jansen had a really, really rough, rough week. Um, and somewhat, he, he bounced back pretty well on Saturday against the Rockies. Although I think Dodger Stadium prevented Trevor Storyball to, to, from creating so much, somewhat, some damage uh, in that sequence. There, Joe Kelly. Now he's uh, he tweaked his hamstring on Sunday. He's you know he closed out Sunday's game. You know they, they just keep losing guys. Uh, they did get Bruce Gratterall back. That's kind of a uh, sneakily a, a good one there. Corey Knable has been throwing some mound sessions. They might get him back, but they still need another arm there too. Uh, and Gonsolin and and Gray. In price, we don't know how deep into games they can go. So you kind of look at them and they could use one more starter there, one more piggyback guy, a guy that could give them some length. Um, and so that's why I, I think you'll see at least one more uh, one one starter added by the Dodgers if possible. Yeah, I could see that. And I, I mean, if you if you look at them in a playoff series, assuming Arias is able to still be a starter by then, which maybe he won't be, maybe because of his innings, he'll have to work out of the bullpen in the playoffs. We'll see. But if, if yep. they had someone like Scherzer, Scherzer, Kershaw, Bueller, Arias, that's pretty good. Price and Gonsolin could both be long relievers in a playoff series in their bullpen. Um, and then they've got like the Victor Gonzalez type specialists and, and everything. So yeah, a reliever would to- certainly be good for them. For sure. I think the starter is the main priority. And if, if it's not Scherzer, if there's not a lot of impact starters out there, unless you're going to pay up for multiple years of Jose Barrios or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's a hot name. You know, yep. I think that's the big name that people, you know, Scherzer and Barrios are the two, you know, and the Nats really just taking a swan dive in the last week and a half has kind of put them back into the discussion. They lost five in a row. They're nine games under 500. They're 11 and a half back in the wild card. Uh, they're, they're eight and a half back in the, the, you know, at least they play themselves out of this. Oh a- yeah, absolutely. And, oh, I took so much flack in April on Twitter for saying that the Nats would end up out of the race and trading Scherzer in the summer. And Nats fans were just like all over me. How dare you? This team is going to be good and competitive and you're giving up on them after 10 games and they had COVID open the season. And I, I was like, I don't care about the COVID. I don't care about the 10 games. I didn't think going into the season, they were contenders. Um, and here we are. I'm not going to go on Twitter and give an I told you so to Nats fans, but uh, you'll go team- on to YouTube and tell do a I told you so to right. Nats fans. Yeah, uh, you will do that. This team's just not that team is just not deep enough. It has star power, but it's not deep enough. And Strasburg, you know, and Corbin, like some of these veterans that like have seen better days. The other move for the Dodgers would be, but they'd be riskier, would be getting someone who has no value that they think they can fix. 
down the stretch that they think could be serviceable, whether it's someone like Corbin or someone like that, someone where they, who they don't have to give up anything for because their team's just happy to get rid of them. And maybe even Nats even pick up a bunch of his remaining contract. And, but that, that's the, that's the low key move for the Dodgers. If they, if they don't want to get in on Scherzer or someone like that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, losing Schwarber when they did was really a killer. Um, yeah. he, he was having, he was, you know, that hammy is, you know, it, it was, they said it was pretty much a long-term thing. You know, it was a question of like, okay, is he even going to need surgery? And, you know, they didn't, they said no on that, but this is not a short-term thing for them. Uh, but yeah, so th- that's, that's looking at the Dodgers and what they could possibly do and what they could bring back. A couple mm-hmm. other uh, things, you know, looking at them too, is they probably need one more depth guy also. Uh, you know, look at the guys, you know, Joe Sheehan uh, had an article about this. To- or, no, it wasn't Joe Sheehan. Um, I get a Dodger. I get my email newsletters mixed up. Um, it was from the uh, Orange County Red- Register. Uh, J.P. Hornstra is who I, I follow. An inside, I get an Inside the Dodgers newsletter from him. You can follow him on Twitter at J.P.H.O.O.R.N.S.T.R.A. He, he does a really good Dodgers uh, email newsletter. He talked about how in the past they've been able to find these depth guys, whether it's, you know, picking up Chris Taylor, picking up Max Muncy, or finding like contributions, uh, you know, f- smaller contributions here and there. They, they've really struggled on that. Pujols is the only guy they picked up that's really done anything this year. Uh, they, they now added Billy McKinney. We'll see what happens with him. Yeah. And I think the, the change in the trade deadline rules where you can't have those um, waiver related trades in August presents like a further challenge to teams to really deepen your whole system Mm-hmm. by the end of July, because you have to be ready for the potential of injuries. So for the Dodgers, it would make sense for any guy who they can either option or think they can squeeze through waivers and get down to their AAA squad, any of those players for them to pick up just cheap depth players to replace those players, put them back, put them to put those other players down who are currently on their my on their major league roster, get them down to the minors, just get his, there's a lot of pressure on teams like the Dodgers who, are, who think they can go all the way. Uh, maybe not so much on teams that think they can squeak into the wild card, but more like a Dodgers team to say, like, we got to get as deep as possible, even if that means just picking up all these little veterans. You know, we could use a utility infielder who bats left or whatever the Dodgers decide they need. Um, get as deep as possible because you don't, if you have injuries, it's now over two months. It used to be you could have an injury on August 25th and find a way to just discreetly replace it through a, a late August trade that goes through waivers of someone who no one really wants. It isn't really that important, but, but you need them and you can't do that now. Yeah. You can't do that. And you can't expend, a, uh, you know, expand a 40 man rosters in uh, mm-hmm. September either. Yep. So, you know, yeah, you're going to still see, you're going to see some churn. You'll still see a lot of roster churn in September from the mm-hmm. contenders and, and from, you know, and, and from the non-contending teams too, in just terms of like, okay, well, let's try this guy out. We'll put him on the IL. You're going to get a lot of sneaky IL moves or and, yeah. and all that. At least that's better than not putting him on the IL and just letting him sit and just not telling yeah. us. So that happens yeah. a lot. Number at least it did in the past. Yeah. Uh, our podcast is sponsored by WinBet.com, and we they're going to do that all year for us. We do actually have copy from them. So here you go. If there's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire, it's making good decisions, and even more so, making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? 
Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet, that's Fred's favorite game, by the way. (laughs) WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are endless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download winbet.now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Winbet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. All right, we're going through teams, looking at trade needs and possible trade targets. We covered the Dodgers. Let's hit up the San, uh, San Francisco Giants. After all, they are the first place team in the national in the National League West, and for that matter, that they are they have the the best record in baseball still, even better than the Red Sox because uh, two two fewer losses than the Red Sox. Yeah, I I love the Giants this year. I just think they're a really cool team. I I love how they platoon. Um, it, they've just been really smart. I mean, to think even with that home park. I believe they they're what I forget it was second in the National League and run scored something like that. Um, but with that home park, even again working against them, uh, I think it's amazing. And the lack of star power in that lineup, you know, no one on the Giants has twenty home runs. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's awesome what they've done this year. Uh, and I have some ideas for them. I, I have you do. I do. I have a I have an obvious one. The obvious one is for them to get a closer. Uh, or or something in relate like within with Jake McGee, someone whether they get Craig Kimbrell and go big, whether they get Rizal Iglesias, whether they get um, Rodriguez from the Pirates, but for them to get either a closer or at least like a mix and match guy who can be in the eighth and ninth with Rogers and with McGee, I think that one's obvious. That's not my good idea or my interesting idea. My interesting guy for them who started to pop up in trade rooms the last few days is for them to get Whit Merrifield. And I think yes. Merrifield, I think he fits great for them. The guy I think who works for the Dodgers is someone who's a good player who can play multiple positions in the field, a hit in different spots in the lineup, um, and can work in that park. So someone who's not, you know, totally home run driven and can work in that park. You know, maybe San Francisco costs Merrifield the odd home run, um, but he can steal bases for them. He could be their leadoff hitter. If they wanted yes. to hit second or something, he could hit second for them. Um, he can be their second baseman. And when they want to use Flores at second base, uh, you know, he can play in their outfield. I think and he's, and he's controllable for a couple of years. So I think he's a great fit for a Giants team that I think could contend again next year. Yeah, uh, I think so too. I don't think he's the, the, I don't think they're the only team he's a good fit for. I think right. the White Sox would be a fantastic fit for Whit Merrifield. Yeah. Uh, and you know, with Nick Madrigal out for the season and questionable about how good he really is going forward for that matter, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he, he's a fantastic fit for them. Uh, I, I can see the A's actually being a pretty good fit for him, too. Uh, but I, I think they're less likely to make that broad stroke. Although it's worth noting, they did go and trade for Andrew Chafin yesterday, uh, which in light of other teams' bullpen struggles, including their division rival, the Astros, blowing a huge lead against the Mariners last night. You know, I I, I could have seen Chafin being an ideal target for the Astros, too. Yeah, that back to fantasy for a sec. That Luis Garcia start last night is one of my more frustrating of the season. Like, uh, he's pitched, pitched really well all season. The Mariners are a soft landing in the American League for a pitcher. He's got a six-run lead before he even starts. 
yep. and can't hold it and can't get an easy win. That one was that one was really frustrating. So at least he the, got you nine strikeouts. So I mean, there there yeah. it wasn't totally worthless. Uh, no, but but, uh, but you want that when you see a six nothing lead before your pitcher even steps on the mound, like you you want that win. Yeah, exactly. So, my my White Sox guy to jump around a little bit is, is actually he's been popular in rumors. I still think Eduardo Escobar fits well for the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Um, he's played plenty of second base and he's more of a home run hitter. So I feel like he yeah. work, might work in that park and he's having a really nice season. So that's been a rumor for a long time. I still think it could get done. But you're right. Merrifield fits with so many teams. Um, I just think so, when you look at the Giants lineup, they don't really need they don't totally need anything because they platoon a lot. They kind of need, I think maybe someone who frees up Flores to go back to being third base once or twice a week for Longoria, maybe first base once or twice a week, maybe second once a week. Yeah. Um, Maryfield, I think kind of fits for that. Escobar could and go And he can there. play the outfield too, by the that's way. Right. Like, that's so that's why thing. I picked him. Yeah. That's why I picked him for the giants over Escobar. Escobar could go there too. Cause he can play second and third. So mm-hmm. he can spell Longoria a day or two a week. He could play second the rest of the time. I don't um, think we see much yeah. of Longoria, by the way. You know, he's you out with that I. shoulder injury. I know he's working through a hitting progression, has begun other baseball activities. He can't come back until early August, but we'll see. I mean, he was having a pretty decent season. Yeah. So in, in relation to that, my guy for the uh, for the Giants is Josh Donaldson. Okay. Yep, I could see that. I, I that that just the only problem is is what do you do with Donaldson if Longoria is back? You play Donaldson and say, Longoria, you go play first base Uh, because Brandon Belt's out. And I know Lamont Wade's been a great story. Maybe they find some way of working out. Wade can play some outfield also. I mean, they've been mixing and matching. I I feel like you add a talented guy and you find a way to make it fit. They're they're pretty good at doing that. Donaldson quietly has been pretty good. 843 OPS, 356 on base. You know, he he was hurt earlier in the season. He's been fine lately. He's been... Just yep, fine health wise. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I, I think he bring, he's one of those guys that I think will raise his level. I think he will be a guy that you know is considered a win now guy, and I think he'd welcome a trade there. I think it's, I mean, they've already traded away Nelson Cruz. They're pretty clear about what they're doing now. The question is, he's got a pretty hard contract to trade. That might be, and and so does Long and Longoria's got a pretty hefty contract. I could see the objection there. That how can you uh, commit two big salaries on mm-hmm. one position? But A, that cost is sunk with Longoria. Mm-hmm. It's not going away no matter what you do. So the fact that you're already carrying that with him, who cares? You just sink that cost. Uh, B, to the Giants, they're printing money. I mean, this is this is a big market. Go make yeah. the deal. You don't have a big, you don't have a big expensive payroll for that matter. Just go get it. Yeah, for sure. And, and it also will depend, I guess, on what the twins. Where, like we talked about the Reds and where they're at, like are the Twins just retooling for next year? And the, do they want Donaldson on their team next year? I think the, the Twins would be happy to get rid of Summer all that contract, I would think. But yeah, the Twins have to decide. I think is this, you know, are they are they out for a couple of years now and trying to really rebuild, or are they just this is just a year that didn't go well and they think they can compete again next year? Sure, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, Going back to the Giants, uh, th- like every other franchise, they can use another bullpen arm or two. I think they're actually very thin in their bullpen. Uh, Reyes Morantas, Moranta got hurt early on. Uh, he hasn't done anything. Um, they got McGee and Rogers who have their uh, values. Harlan Garcia, I think, is kind of interesting. The, the, they're kind of been like mixing and matching with other guys at the back end of their bullpen. They don't really have a whole lot of depth there, and you saw that a little bit over the weekend. 
Yeah, for sure. They they for sure I think need need bullpen depth. Yeah, they do. All right, that's uh, two thirds of the NL West. Let's go with the Padres. Uh, this is a team that has been rumored to be in the Scherzer sweepstakes. Uh, they've gone through a lot of injuries. They might get to Nelson Lamette some sometime soon, but there, there's now talk that he'll be coming back in the bullpen. Yeah, it, it's wild to think that maybe the Padres could use a start. It's, it's just why to me to think that they, they would need a starting pitcher after all the pitchers they traded for in the, the offseason. But I mean, you know, Darvish is fine, Musgrove is fine, Chris Paddock isn't good, um, Blake Snell hasn't been good. I don't know what you, Ryan Weathers has been good, but like I don't know what you'll get out of him going forward. Like they kind of they kind of need a starting pitcher. Yeah. Well, and like usual, he, he only went four innings, threw 73 pitches on Sunday and went four yeah. innings. His last outings, four innings, two innings, five and a third, four innings, three, five, five. This is part of a Jace Tingler issue. It's part of a Weathers issue because mm-hmm. he has a very quick hook with all of his starting pitchers, and we've talked about it. They have a deep bullpen, but they're really asking a lot of that bullpen too. Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you a name for the Padres. Um, is uh, or for a bunch of these teams that could use maybe a mid-level starter is just Alex Cobb. I think he could be. Depends what the Angels want to do. Um, if they like, may, uh, I've always said all along. I don't. I don't know if the Angels want to just waste this Otani season, especially with Trout coming back at some point. But um, it, like, if Alex Cobb's available, he could be a guy for San Diego where they don't have to pay what it costs to get Scherzer because they've traded. They've traded a lot of prospects to get these pitchers recently. So. Cobb would be someone maybe a little more reasonable who's just mm-hmm. should be the ground ball heavy, come in, throw five or six innings, you know, keep you in a game, give up a couple runs. I think he could be good. It's really whether I could really see a, a possibility of the Potters just wanting to block the Dodgers from getting Scherzer. So they do, whether they do something irrational or not, but the Potters just say, Hey, we're really good this year where there's no way we're wasting this year by letting them get Scherzer. Um, you know, we're going to have Scherzer, but man, could you imagine if the giants win the division and the Padres got Scherzer, the one game wild card between the Dodgers and the Padres and the Padres have Scherzer or Darvish. And then the Dodgers can have Bueller or Kershaw. Right. Uh, that would be wild. It would be. I mean, right now that's where we're headed. It's just when we had that seven game, uh, you know, four and three series early on between the Dodgers and the, and the Padres, all of us were like, Okay, this is what should be the NLCS, but can't be. And we're yeah. like, we're getting around to that. No, this is going to be the one game wild card. Yeah. I mean, just like, that, that's crazy uh, to think about. It might not be, but we'll, we'll see. We keep expecting the Giants to fall apart, but they haven't yet. Yeah, I, I've stopped expecting them to fall apart. I think they can sustain this. Yeah, they can. Yeah, they're, uh, but- because they're not doing it with like, I guess, a little bit on the pitching side. Like some guys like Gossman maybe have been a bit over their head overall this season, but they're not really doing this with like someone who who you're like, okay, this guy's not that good. And he has 25 home runs. Like the offense is just, their offense is so spread out. Yeah. I, I, I now I'm starting to think they can just sustain this. I don't see a, a bunch of players just playing way over their heads and logging, you know, massive numbers that they can't sustain. So I think they can keep doing this. Yeah. I think there's somebody who said that they're doing a great job with development at the big mm-hmm. league level. Um, mm-hmm. We've talked about that before. Uh, they, you know, the Padres already made one trade, Adam Frazier. They added yep. him over the weekend. I'm curious to see how the pieces fit with him. I, I I I see where we list him ahead of Cronenworth at second on the depth chart. I tend to disagree with that, but uh, I think he's going to be a super sub playing all over the place. I think he's going to play a lot of places, and I don't think they want to bench Cronenworth, who's been batting third in that lineup most of the year. Uh, I, so I don't see that happening, but we'll see. I mean, I, I 
the, the tricky part is they both bat lefty, you know, so, and so does Trent Grisham. How do they make this fit? Yeah. I, I think Hosmer has to sit some games. I think that's yeah. what needs to happen. He's got the lowest OPS out of all those players. Um, I think, I think Hosmer sits at least a couple of days a week and that helps fit them all in. You know, you're, you're right. Like, Maybe Cronenworth plays half the games at second and a couple games a week at first. Maybe Frazier plays half, half the games at second and a couple games a week in the outfield. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, and Jerks and Profar becomes almost an afterthought, who's not having a good season. Uh, but he, be, I think he becomes now someone who just who only starts maybe a game or two a week and mostly just comes off the bench and pinch heads. Yeah, six forty nine OPS. Uh, yeah. I thought he had played a little better lately, but then I looked at the last twenty one days and it's seven oh three. So he, yeah, really recently in the last fourteen days he's been better. But yeah, I, I tend to agree. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I think. But Profar and Kim and Ryan Roof said they're going to lose the most time. I mean, they're already subs though. I mean, that's the thing. They those guys were the super subs. Uh, yeah. you know, they, they weren't the starters. Someone, someone else has to give. Whether it's Hosmer or Cronenworth or Myers or Fam or Grisham. They're going to have to sit some too, to to make this yeah. all work. Uh, so yeah, and granted, I think there'll be opportunities for that to happen, but uh, it just it's just realize there's a little bit of a squeeze there. All right, um, before we move on to other divisions, a quick note from our Blue Wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, that was a quick note. All right, let's uh, talk about uh, other divisions. Milwaukee, they're 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 comfortably ahead in the AL in the NL Central. There's seven games up on the Reds. I mean, let's let's face it. You know, the Reds have really steep odds to get you know any sort of chance to contend for either the division or the uh, wild card. Cardinals are in the same boat. The Cubs have already traded off. They've traded away two players already. So no, they're not there. But they're only they're fifty and fifty one. The Reds are fifty one and forty nine. There's that much difference. I mean, the Brewers. They they've already started like trying to get some rest for their starting pitchers. Freddie Peralta only pitched four innings in his last time out. They have six starters, and I think they're going to do more load management because they can. They're, they absolutely have to if they want to pace these guys out and have them 
not greatly exceed the innings that they were hoping for from them. Um, I wonder if they could even go get, grab a low level starter, like a Tyler Anderson or someone like that, just to create even more depth. Yeah. And maybe for a while they have Burns and Peralta piggyback off of each other for three or four turns through the rotation where they each throw three innings and that's it. And it keeps them sharp, but, but limits their innings. I don't, I don't know what they're going to plan to do, but, but they're a team. I think that I don't know if they'll, I don't know. I don't know if they can reasonably think they can get to the World Series with some of these with the teams out in the West in that playoff bracket, but they do have the pitching. They definitely don't I in my opinion they don't have the lineup for it. Um well, figuring out how It's to a pretty them. clear formula. I mean, it's run prevention, right? They've yeah. allowed 3.74 runs per game. Uh that's right in line with the Giants and the Padres and yeah. the Dodgers. I mean, all three of the, the there's a pretty common theme. Same thing with the Mets, for that matter, in the East. It's it's run prevention is where the, how they're getting there. And it's so, – go ahead. But I was going to say – no, I was going to say – but I would be shocked once they meet up with a team in the playoffs with similar abilities to prevent runs. I just look at that lineup, and I don't see how that lineup musters runs mm-hmm. against a Padres rotation or a Dodgers rotation or the Giants. Like I feel like they just aren't going to score, which means to me – because Christian Yelich has let them down to such a great degree. Um, yeah which means to me the only way for them to contend would be to add like a real, like you want to talk about teams that could get Josh Donaldson, like, like, like they need to add like a real middle of the order, like someone who in a playoff series could hit three home runs or something in a series, like really right. drive in six, seven runs in a series, like someone who, who in the middle of that, cause that's supposed to be Yelich and it's not. And you know, these guys like Travis Shaw and Daniel Vogelbach, they've all been terrible. Um, your boy, yeah, Roddy Telez, Roddy, he's only, you know, he, he's there now. Not the answer. No, not the answer. Not. <laughs> uh, um, Jackie Bradley Jr. is absolutely awful for them. I thought he would be okay. Like he's absolutely 555 OPS. So, you know, I, whether it's an outfielder or a first baseman, um, yep. they, like, I think they need, a, I, so my, I, I have an article coming out later today for Yahoo just on where I think players could land at the deadline that would be great for them for fantasy. Uh, Joey Gallo to the Brewers is yeah. was one of my ideas. Like, Perfect. He just, yeah, becomes their cleanup hitter and he's so streaky that you just, and, and I think they probably will be able to cruise to the playoffs on their pitching. So you just hope if you get in a series, he's your guy, he's your guy who could hit three home runs. And if, and if you go through that playoff series and he goes one for 25, then you're out. Like, well, and, and Keston Hero is going to do that for you anyhow. I mean, that, yep. that's the other yep. – I mean, we talked about what a disappointment Yelich is. They were counting on something, anything from here. He's not even playing anymore. Uh, he, he's, like, sat four of the last five games. He's just not playing, period. And that that's a huge, you know, huge negative for them. And so I think there's a clear opportunity to trade for a first baseman. Yet again, Vogelbox out for a long term. Tellez isn't doing anything. Jace Peterson's a good story, but come on. That's not really your first baseman. That's not a playoff yeah. first baseman. Their whole formula is three to two, two to one, one to nothing, right? And that's what they, they're hoping for. But they, they need to get that one. Uh, they need to get someone yeah. that can run into something. Uh, Ryan Roof suggests maybe Eddie Rosario, if healthy, is a good fit for the Brewers. Kind of. The only thing I have a problem with that is, I mean, they do have a ton of outfielders. Yeah. Ty, especially Tyrone Taylor. Good. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tyrone Taylor is not bad. And they're not going to sit Yelich. Yeah. You know, that's that's the thing. And then Avisel Garcia has his He's been okay. Points. Garcia's been okay. Yelich, mm-hmm. you're right. They're not going to sit. And and then there's Lorenzo Cain, who hasn't played well, but he's or there. Played. Yeah. Or yeah, he's hurt and, again. 
And when yeah. he has played, he hasn't played well. And Taylor's there. So Gallo is to me is interesting because he can play first or the outfield. So yeah. you know, you can decide by the day. If you want to put Vogelbach in for a game or Telez or something against a right-handed pitcher, then maybe Gallo plays in the outfield a bit, or just for pinch hitting and moving Gallo around later in the game. Yeah. And of course, with all this Brewers talk, we gotta remind ourselves they already made a huge trade that worked out extremely well yeah. in getting Willie Adamas. Uh what a what a what a land that was for them. Yeah, absolutely. I did mention um, that when they traded for Adamas, it was right before they hit, hit a stretch where their schedule got really friendly for hitters. And mm-hmm. he seemed to be the guy out of all of them who took the greatest advantage of that. And the Brewers did win a lot of games during that stretch. That's you know a good stretch where they kind of kept or pumped up that division lead. Um, but since that, since the All-Star break, since that stretch ended, he's continued to hit well. So I got to give him credit. Now, the last few days, he has slowed down, but he came out of the All-Star break hot. And I think what, what he got eight hits in his first three games. Now, yeah. since then he's had one hit in five games. Um, so we'll see, but he really, it was like mid to late from about mid June to the all-star break. They had a really nice schedule and he fully took advantage of that schedule. Like he had great games at Coors field. Um, he had some great games against the pirates and my uh, reds Yeah, and my yeah. reds. Uh, yeah. So a lot of teams that yeah are kind of up and down with pitching. In those last five games, he played AL teams, who he went back to his old ways. But don't yeah. worry, NL teams are yeah. back on the schedule. He'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, it's almost, it's not that simple, but it feels like it is sometimes. Yeah. All right, let's go Mets. Let's go back. Let's go to the East. The Mets. They're uh, they're not a sure thing in the NL East. They're three and a half games up though on the Phillies. Phillies had a big comeback win. A- Andrew uh, McClutchin with the three run homer off of Brad Hand. You know, talking about the uh, you know sliding sliding glass doors there i mean hand might be on the way out and mccutcheon you know and keeps the phillies in the discussion and the phillies quietly they're a game over 500 now they're not i mean they're one good series away against the mets away from being right there absolutely and i think the phillies are a team that could trade for a closer because hector naris has been okay sometimes this year but seems to be as worse sometimes when he's the closer and ranger suarez was doing great as a multi-inning reliever then they've used him for some saves they mixed results um mm-hmm. and they could probably go back to him as a multi-inning reliever so i think they're right at the top of the list of teams that should be looking into kimbrel looking into iglesias um i don't know if that's all they should do but i think that i think that would 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 do a lot for that team yeah that bullpen. yeah i agreed and meanwhile the mets i mean they uh uh, if you listen to their fan base, they could trade for anybody that's out there on the market. Uh, but you know, you know, they, you know, they, they, I think third base and shortstop are the two areas they could address. Lindor is going to be out for a while. Uh, and you know, they could use a short-term rental at shortstop. Uh, you know, obviously long-term they're locked in with him, but you know, they, they, they need another bat in the left side of the infield and they got JD Davis back. We'll see if he's an answer there, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them some mixing and matching going on with that. Um, and then, of course, and and need more arms. You know, I know you ask any Mets fan like Edwin Diaz isn't a closer, but come on, he's not going anywhere. Um, yeah. They might add more depth to their bullpen. They may add another another starter. They already added Rich Hill, though. I mean, frankly, they're getting Carrasco and Degrom back. I have a hard time seeing him at a starter. In fact, I, I don't see them making that big, huge trade. I don't see it happening. No, the Mets are interesting. The more I looked at them. Uh, when I was working on that article, I couldn't, I can't find the obvious weakness there. Like they have some players. So like Jonathan VR has actually been okay for them. His, his, his OPS is 729. He's played three positions. Like that's what you got him for. He's got 10 yeah. home runs and 237 at bats. That's like a, you know, over a full season, about a 
25 homer pace. Like that's what you got Jonathan VR for. He stole a few bases. Like, so, and he's, he's your guy who's supposed to be able to fill in at shortstop while Lindor's out or play some games at third. And, right. um, uh, Luis Guillaume, like is hitting 300. Like he, again, and has played a bunch of positions. He's your backup right. utility infielder. They've just like, like, like they're another team where they're like the Brewers, where their good players just need to play like good players. Like Lindor needs to play well when he gets back. Dominic Smith is starting to come around, but he needs to keep coming around. Conforto needs to do what, yep. you know, he, he, what he was expected to do. Jeff McNeil needs to do, he's hitting about 40, 50 points lower than people expected. Um, I don't know if like, they just need to Grom back. And some of these hitters to come around because their offense just hasn't been good enough this year. So they could add a big piece. You're, if they added, how about them for Donaldson as a big piece to play third base and just yeah. right? I could like see, you know, see it. Yeah, they could. They could do that if they wanted to. Um, that, but then, but then JD Davis, like then that takes third base away as an option for him, right? Um, and an option for McNeil some days. Uh, but but they basically just need Degrom to come back and their hitters to start performing. Like they could, there is the potential, I think for the Mets, I'm sure they'll find a way to screw this up, but there is the potential for the Mets to compete with those big boys out in the West because DeGrom can win two games in a playoff series. If they got Carrasco back, Stroman's been good. Walker's been good. Like they, they, there is the potential there, but they're going to have a, but Tyler McGill's been good. So the, but they're going to have a haul. Like the, I don't think the Phillies, I don't think these teams are going to go away unless the Mets heat up and pull away. I don't think these, I think there's enough teams just hanging around that I don't think they'll totally go away. I'm just blown away at how bad Conforto has been this year. Yeah. Uh, and I know he was hurt. That's part of it, yep. but he had two homers against the Reds. That's a third of his home runs this season. Yep. Uh, you know, so we'll see about that. He hit, uh, he hit three of his six homers in something like five plate appearances or something, something like that. Like he had, he had three in like the eighth inning of a game. And by the end of the next game, he had six. So, so other than that, that one, one game plus an inning, you know, he, he has three homers this year. Yeah. And he's been hurt, but he has played in a lot of games. Yeah. He's played played in 64 games. Yeah. 243 plate appearances. Yeah. It's, he's got a 337 slugging percentage. He's, you know, you're hitting 203. That's part of it there. Uh, you know, he draws a ton of walks. He does have that going for him, but it's kind of like Yelich, where he's almost dra- drawing too many walks. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's there, very but weird. there's a win- There's a window here in September where Lindor could be back if he's hitting well. If Conforto can get a come around, if McNeil comes around, if Dominic Smith comes around, like there's a win- there, this could be a good lineup. Yeah, it could. Yeah. It very well could. Yeah. All right, let's go over the AL. You know, the, the Rays, let's go AL East. The Rays already made their huge trade. They went and got Nelson Cruz. They did it early. I always argue, the earlier you, you know, you think you're a contender, make that trade early. And they did. Uh, I, I thought that, and it's, you know, they, they're, they are a develop, draft and development machine, and that's why they have the arms to trade like they did. Uh, you know, it that, that helps to have the, you, for all the talk we'd make about why aren't these teams, why isn't my team trading for these hitters? We got to have prospects to trade, and the Rays yep. do do that. Do have that kind of like the Padres, for that matter. Yep, yeah, for sure. And it's all I, I love the Rays because they trade for Nelson Cruz, and you're like they're in, and then they trade away Rich Hill, which just yeah. is the total opposite of what. But Rich Hill hasn't been good lately, and so they got out from under him. But like, but it's just amazing. It's classic Rays where the Rays could actually make a buyer trade still between now and Friday, and a seller trade. They can make another. They can make another ad whether it's a reliever, whether it's another bat or whatever, but they could also trade someone away and none of that would surprise me. Right. 
Well, and I mean the Rays, they're, they're the first wild card right now, and they got a four and a half lead game, four and a half game lead over the A's for the second wild card. Uh, the Mariners are one game behind the A's. That's amazing to me. Uh, they're nine games over five hundred now. Uh, the Mariners have a better record than the Yankees, a better record than the Blue Jays, a better record than Cleveland. I mean, it, it's it's pretty wild to see that. But uh, here we are. The the AL wild card race is actually pretty wide open, whereas the NL one is pretty much done. I mean, we pretty much know there's three NL West teams going in. Yeah, I, you, this what's happening in the NL is just really odd. I don't think you, you rarely see where two teams have pulled away in the wild card race to to such a mm-hmm. great degree. But you're right. Be, the, I think the AL race is wide open. I think the Rays will have one of those spots, but um, but but the A's, Blue Jays, Mariners, Yankees, like like I think that is totally wide open still. Yep, it is. It is. Uh, so Red Sox, we talked about them uh, a little bit already. Starting pitching and and relief pitching. It's it's all pitching for them. I mean, I think that they've they've got the bats that they need. Would you agree? Yeah, totally. I agree. Yeah, they have so many bats that they were able to recently just kind of reshuffle their whole lineup and move guys around. And the the old lineup looked great. The new lineup looks great. Yeah. Like they're good. They're getting Chris Sale back. Is that enough pitching? Like is Sale Eovaldi? The problem is, is everybody after them has an ERA in the fours, and most of them are in the mid to high fours or low fives. Right. So. So even with Sale coming back, you know, I, I feel like they could use a pitcher. I actually, Alex Cobb was someone I think is where I sent him in the article I wrote was was to the Red Sox. The ground, getting ground balls in Fenway, just keeping the ball on the ground, I think could, could be a good recipe for success. So I think they, like you said earlier, they could go Scherzer, but I think maybe just a mid-level starter. I don't know. It depends, and it depends how in the Red Sox are. Do you think the Red Sox expected to be? Do you think they expected to be like the management front office expected them to be this good? No, this I don't think so. Me neither. I, uh, but you know, they got the bounce back they needed out of Martinez. Uh, they, you know, they've got Devers has been great. Homered again yesterday. Uh, and, and little parts here and there have worked out. I mean, their their offense has been a machine. The funny thing is they've gotten very little out of Christian Vasquez. The guy, uh, mm-hmm. especially in January, really awful month of January. I mean, July, excuse me, July. be really hard to do well in January. But <laughs> Your uh, ball wasn't kind to him. Yeah. Uh, no, it isn't. The last, last 14 days, 497 OPS. It's been a little better in the last 21 days. But it's been a long time since his last homer. Uh, in fact, yep. last time he homered was June 27th. He, he's gone the entire month of July without a home run. Uh, that's not what we expected out of him. I keep adding him in DFS on the cheap thinking, okay, well, I'm just getting a good bounce back potential. And it's just, it's not happening. No. And I loved him in draft season as someone who could get you high teens and maybe in home runs, but then sneaky, get you about 10 steals. Right. And I, I was like this and I have him on a lot of teams and he's done the steals. He's done it more than I thought he has eight. Like he could get a dozen steals this year. That's terrific for a catcher. His batting average is 252. It's a little lower than I expected, but not much. I mean, one nice streak. He could be back up 265, 270. I probably project him about 265. It's the home runs. Like I don't, I don't know that. I wonder if there's a hidden injury there, but I don't know. But the, the home run power has just completely disappeared this year. After looking pretty rock solid the previous previous two years, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I, they're not going to replace that. They, nope. they might improve at first base, but mm-hmm. I think the more likely improvements are in the uh, in in the pitching side of the ledger. There, yep. the Rays. What are they going to do? Add another starter? You know, trade another starter? Trade? You know, I have no idea what the Rays are going to do. 
I could see add an arm. I, since they've got Cruz, I could see add, add an arm that they like, whether it's a starter, whether it's a swing man or something. Mm-hmm. But I could see I could see them adding an arm. Yeah, it's, and, it's... I, and then on the and then we haven't got to them yet. But the the Yankees, do you think they'll do anything? I thought they would, but now I'm not quite as sure. I mean, they they, they just had a you know a weird, super weird series against the Red Sox. Uh, where they, they failed to gain any ground there. They're nine and a half out in the division, three and a half out in the wild card. And they've just, I mean, they've, they've had so many injuries, but yeah, that's so, so up a lot of teams. And the fact is they, they've had a hard time, you know, and remember like they, they got like great years and they found like, well, they found Ur- Urshela for nothing. They found Talkman got a lot of mileage out of him that year. They, they you know, for a while they're, they're doing that. It's kind of like the Dodgers were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it just shows if you rely on that. You know, Luke Voigt's another one they got off the trash, you know, not off the trash heap, but they got him relatively cheaply in a trade. But it, you can't. That that's that's a nice ad. It's not a staple, and I, that's the mm-hmm. thing. You look at and you look at their depth chart. You know, just take a look at their outfield. Judge Frazier, uh, you know, and Duhar uh, is is out now. Uh, even guys they called up like Ambergi is, you know, Lo Castro Hicks, of, Hicks, of course, being out for the year is a huge one there. Only real center fielder they had on the roster. Uh, that, that, you know, now they're running out Brett Gardner almost all the, almost every day there. I mean, that's, that's tough or it's Greg Allen or it's, you know, it, it's just that outfield. It's really ugly right now. Yeah. And, and for a team that fancies themselves, I think is an organization that will consistently compete for world series and not just be happy to, you know, occasionally get in the wild card. I just don't see it. I don't see them trading for much at, at the deadline or maybe none. I could see them just kind of standing pat and saying, if this team gets going, gets in the wild card game, that's fine. But I can't see, I wonder if the Yankees just need to play out the string, see how these guys do and then assess where they're at in the offseason. Right. They certainly have the money, but they've just got a lot of really variable assets right now in some of these streaky players or injured players um you know they went in on some of these guys like tyone and kluber with injury histories uh, it hasn't worked well enough i, I think compete they can compete all the way they can be playing mm. meaningful games till the middle of september with this roster and that may be good enough for this year yeah that's Yankee not fans, what Yankee fans want to hear though they do yeah. not want to hear that at all but I, I don't I just don't see this organization as one that gives up a bunch of prospects just to try to get in a wild card game against the Rays in Tampa. Right. They're getting uh Severino back at some point. He pitched yeah. two uh, innings in a simulated game over the weekend. So uh, yeah. that's one guy they'll get back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. All right, mm-hmm. we're running a little short on time, so let's keep rolling. Sure. Your your Blue Jays, they they've added a couple of cheap relievers. Uh that that's helped. It's be, it's better than what for instance my Reds have done, but uh, and yesterday aside, Trevor Richards has been pretty good for them. Simber, I think has been all right. I, I, I haven't followed him closely, but I like that. They're, they're at least made some effort to try to improve their bullpen. Uh, what else are they going to do? If anything? Yeah, I think a starting pitcher who's controllable next year is, is something they should be looking into. Uh, like a lot of their rotation is an under contract for next season. So I think that's what they should be looking into. The Blue Jays have a ton of prospects right now, like on, on the positions player side. So they, they're headed for a real log jam. They have a, a lot of prospects, but they also have Guerrero, Bichette, Biggio, a lot of these guys who, Teoscar, who you can see, Springer, who are either signed long-term or so young mm-hmm. that they're in arbitration long for a long time. So they're going to have some good prospects who are going to get blocked. So if they could move one of them for a Barrios or someone like that, I think that's the direction they should go in. And if that's not possible, then maybe they just stick with what they have. Yeah, I, I think that that's probably right. 
let's keep rolling. Uh, White Sox, they're eight and a half games up in the division. They're they're making the playoffs. There's no doubt yep. about that. Yep. Uh, they just got Eloy Jimenez back. Uh, they're probably going to get Luis Robert back. Is, are, are they going to fall behind the whole, this is our trade deadline acquisition by getting the injured players back? Or are they actually going to trade for Whit Merrifield or someone someone that it help, help moves the needle for them a little bit? Yeah, I think for them getting a second baseman is is a really good idea. Like you said, they are going to win that division. Um, this is a really good roster. I do think they're set up to, to be a good team for a few years now. Um, but I think getting a, I think getting a second baseman is a must. Mm-hmm. Um, on the pitching side, they've been really healthy in the rotation. Uh, maybe that'll last all season. I, I don't see how they could really add a starter un- unless they want to go six-man rotation the rest of the way since they have such a big divisional lead where you just add a Tyler Anderson type, a cheap starter, and you say, hey, he's just going to give us a six-man rotation the rest of the season. He'll be there to limit innings for guys like Carlos Rodon and Dylan Cease. And then if we do have an injury, he'll be part of the rotation. And then when we get to the playoffs, he'll just pitch out of the bullpen and long relief. So yeah. I could see them maybe adding like a depth starter, but second base is where they could, they could have quite the lineup. Like when you figure how well they've done so far this year and their lineup hasn't been incredible, but it's been good. If you throw Jimenez, Luis Robert and a, a Eduardo Escobar, or Whit Merrifield or someone like that into a lineup that already has Tim Anderson and, Jose Abreu and Yohan Moncada, like it becomes a really good lineup. It does. It Maybe does. Grandall, and Grand, they'll get Grandall back eventually. We'll see about that. I don't know right. how much of that they're going to get back, so we'll right. see. I think a bullpen is where they're where they're going to get uh, they're going to address things. Okay. Uh, Aaron Bummer has lived down to his name, unfortunately, this year. Uh, Garrett Crochet has been a disappointment. Uh, I think a lot of people are expecting him to be like this, you know rocket arm out of the bullpen. Yeah, he's got a 303 ERA, but he's got a 145 whip. Uh he's he's allowed 17 walks and 29 and 2 thirds. He doesn't go deep. He, he he can't give you lots of innings. You know, he's just he's not throwing as hard as he did last year. He's just I don't think he's that that great. Michael Kopech's been great. Uh Cody but he's been hurt a little bit. Cody Hoyer's got a 512 ERA, 142 whip. Matt Foster was sent down. Evan Marshall is hurt. Fact is they were expecting that bullpen to be a strength. And aside from Liam Hendricks, it really hasn't been. So I, I see that is probably the most likely path. It's easier yeah. to go out and get a bullpen arm, uh, you know, cost wise. But uh, so that that's where I, I, I see. I don't see them making the bold strokes that, you know, Bennett Carroll, my producer on Sirius XM is a big White Sox guy. And he keeps on uh, discussing how he doesn't he's not expecting anything because they never do anything big. Uh, and so. At least during, at the trade deadline, they they made the bold stroke in the offseason going out and getting Lynn. So that was their big bold mm-hmm. stroke, and it worked, by the way. So uh, yep. you know, kudos on that. Uh, Cleveland, I expect nothing. No, even they're they're in the I'm race. Telling. They're fine, and they just they just put uh, Savali on the sixty day IL. Yep. I mean, look at that rotation. I mean, Bieber is not coming back anytime soon. Uh, they they trade away Carrasco. They got Plesac back. It's Cleese. It's Plesac, Quantrill, McKenzie. Mejia and dot, 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 whoever they fill in for that given day. Um, you know, it's it's not what you'd expect. And I just don't see them making the big move. I, I In fact, I see them going the other way. I see them trading Rosario some, at some point if he gets healthy. Uh, I, I just, that's how they behave. So we'll, we'll move on from them. We're running short on time. Let's hit the West. Houston. They uh, Ryan Roop, by the way, he says Cesar Hernandez gone most likely. Maybe. I can see it. If they do yeah. go the other way, he's a great trade chip. Trade him yeah. away for sure. Yeah. Uh, 
That might be your answer, by the way. If you can't get Whit Merrifield, go get Cesar Hernandez. White Sox, there you go. There's your answer. And then Cleveland fans yep. can throw up in their mouth when they see Hernandez hit against them. So there's that that added bonus there, too. All right, Houston. Uh, they blew a lead badly last night. It wasn't just uh, Luis Garcia, although he was bad. It was the bullpen. They couldn't get the game to Ryan Presley, and Presley probably wasn't available yesterday anyhow, but they they that's a hideous loss. Hideous loss. They had an eight nothing lead in that game. Got eight three, eight seven. Lost eleven eight. Uh, they need help. That's the one thing I think is a, a point of weakness for this team. Absolutely. Um, they. Th- so I think, and I think Houston should be going for it this year because you know Boston's surprisingly good, but I don't think they have enough pitching maybe to go all the way. The Rays are the Rays, like they're going to be pesky and competitive. But and the White Sox are good, but I don't. I just don't see a team in the AL that I think is better than Houston. So I think Houston should be going for it. Um, yeah. And they, and the starting pitching for them has been good and durable overall. I, I guess not totally durable. I, it's just been really deep. I, I take back the durable. It's just, but it's been really deep. Like Framber Valdez looks great since he's been back. Granky's been granky. Garcia has been good. McCullers has been good. Or will be back at some point. They, they're so deep that Christian Javier is in their bullpen. Yep. And and is is good and and Jake Odorizzi's been okay, pretty much what they were expecting. But you're right, working on the bridge to Presley, Javier can be part of that. But adding in a couple arms like would be huge. I'll give you one, that. I think that one's kind of obvious for them. I'll give you one more outside the box trade that would be really impactful for them. Um, I'll, I would say maybe someone like Starling Marte to play center field and make that amazing lineup even more amazing. And you put oh. Miles Straw on the bench. We haven't mentioned Marte, and we should. He's had a ton of stolen bases since coming off the injured yep. list. They, he's been in contact negotiations with the Marlins for an extension. It hasn't. They haven't come to any agreement. Yeah, I can see a trade. How much would Dusty Baker like him? Like he is a oh, traditional leadoff yeah. type, top, first or second in the order guy. Um, yep. Play center field, and and Miles Straw is the one kind of been kind of the one weakness in their lineup. Six sixty two OPS. He steals bases. He can be your guy in the AL who just hits ninth. And plays good defense and center, but but like while the I think the Astros should be going for it. I think and like just from more of a social type thing, like their World Series championship has such a stain on it that this is they basically still have the same. They have a lot of the same group, and to try to win one clean would probably feel extra good for them right now. And I'll be honest, I I really my narrative is on Dusty Baker has changed a lot. I'm rooting for him now. Yeah, uh, although. Yep. I mean, then again, I think that hurts, you know, the A's and as I like to say with Scott Jensen, our A's. So, uh, you know, that I don't know if if that, but I am rooting for Dusty. I mean, I like Dusty. I think he got a raw deal a little bit in D.C. And I think he got a raw deal with my Reds. So, yeah, and I I don't think he's a perfect sabermetric manager, but most aren't. I think he's a great leader of men. And I think he deserves to, to and you know he gets one-year contracts and he's a better manager than that so anyways yep. just sidebar there um yeah I, I agree with that uh but uh i, I that would be fun and you know getting re- miles straw is not the straws that stirred the drink as a leadoff hitter so move on from him a little bit there and yep. bullpen 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 that's what they really need yep. uh C- seattle we gotta talk seattle they're one game out of the wild card fred they're nine games over 500 despite you look at that roster you're like what Every Jared Kelnick at bat is another lesson in rookie disappointment. And yet here they are. (laughs) And 
And they have one of the most active, maybe the most active, maybe San Diego give them a run now, trading general managers. Yes, they'll trade with each other again. Yeah, probably. They'll just be bored and trade with each other. Then they'll trade the players back tomorrow just for something to do. I just, what do the, I don't think the Mariners are very good. I felt like they should have been selling. Now I feel like they can't sell. I don't, they could kind of use, so Graveman and Sewell have given them a really nice back end of their bullpen. Better than a lot of the teams that we've talked about as far mm-hmm. as how these guys have pitched this year. And, and second rider lately too. That's right. And that's huge. And that's why they're in the race. And that's why teams like the Reds and the Blue Jays aren't because they're getting these key outs late in games. And maybe these guys can do that all season. As far as what they need, they could use like so many, <laughs> so many things, yeah. right? Like they, they could use an outfielder and then for sure. And, and Kelnick just goes back to the minors and we'll try this whole thing again next year. Um, that like that to me would be an obvious, you've got Hanniger, you've got Fraley working, who was hitting while working his way back. Um, you know, Kyle Lewis, like, we'll He's see what they get back. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So an out, a big hitting outfielder, their lineup is not good. A big hitting outfielder would, to me, would make a lot of sense. I think that's probably the most sensible one, but they could use starting pitching too. But, mm-hmm. but if you were good, but I, I think, I think that they'll be smart enough to say that they're not interested in paying much for a rental. Yeah, I, I think, think you're probably right about that. Uh, Logan Gilbert, last 60 days, mm-hmm. 293 ERA, 0.96 whip. I want to talk about a guy yeah. that quietly under the radar has been yep. awesome. Chris Flexen, really good really at good. home. Really good, yeah. Really good, period, but especially at home. He's one of those splits mm-hmm. guys if you take a look at him. Uh, you know, At home uh, this year, uh, he's got a 189 ERA, 0.99 whip. On the road, 592, 161. Not as extreme as Blake Snell, but it's pretty darn close. Uh, so, but yeah, they're, they're now in that position. They could do something. It's just a question of what are they going to do? I mean, they're using Luis Torrens, a catcher at DH right now. I mean, that, that's where they're at. <laughs> they called up Cal Rally uh, as, as one of the prospects uh, at catcher, uh, and he's not doing anything. Uh, they added Jake Bowers. He's not doing anything. How is this team winning? It's crazy. Joe Sheehan's newsletter is pretty good about breaking down how their their disparity in clutch situations versus any other situation. That's partially how they're getting it done. Yep, and, and, and so so maybe they can take advantage of this. Like even if it evens that if that that luck is going to even out. But if they added maybe they had two hitters, right? Like they could add an outfielder and a DH. Yeah. Um, and pretty cheap, I would think that they could get players like that. So I don't think they'll they'll pay a lot, but there will be guys out there, um, you know, who they could pick up. Whether it's I, I think I saw someone mention, wait a minute, you know, Saris, I forget, but it, someone mentioned maybe Carlos Santana could get traded at the deadline. Like maybe he's their DH down the stretch. I don't think he would. I don't think it would take much to get him. So they could. They could. They could add an outfield, a corner outfielder, and a DH. And all of a sudden have a lineup that looks a little, because Mitch Hanniger has been good this year. So he's hitting second. Like maybe then the lineup looks a little more like the lineup you're supposed to have if you're an actual contender. It's still not good, but, and Ty France has been okay. They could add a leadoff hitter. They could do that whole thing. Um, Yeah. But I don't think they're paying for someone like Marte. I'd agree. Unless, Unless they're willing to then pay him. Like unless they're willing to talk to his agent before they trade for them and say, what do you want? Okay, let's do a long-term deal right now. Um, and you're going to be part of this new core going forward. But I, but with the outfield prospects they have, I don't see that happening. I think cheap rentals to make their lineup more respectable. And maybe maybe they get in and then they're just free money. You've got a wild card game against the Rays and you just, 
you don't like you don't you, I'm not saying you don't care what happens, but you shouldn't even be there in the first place. So you just cross your fingers. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to head out here because I got my ex Sirius XM show. So, uh, but tying up a couple loose ends, Brewer, uh, we, we covered the Brewers earlier. We covered the Phillies earlier. So yes, we, you know, we, we, those are two teams catch up earlier in the podcast. Brad Johnson says Jay's could acquire Barrios. I think you'd like that. Wouldn't you? That works for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and quickly Herman asks, uh, would you uh, trade or drop Conforto for Jorge Soler? Soler is on fire right now. Two nope. homers yesterday. I probably wouldn't do it even regardless it. of that, but yeah, I, I, I understand the impulse, but I probably wouldn't do it. So uh, that move, that move going real quick, but that move is not about picking up Solaire. It's about dropping Conforto and saying you're done with them. And you're just going to stream the spot for the rest of the season. When Solaire, if Solaire cools off, you're going to someone else, but it's more about saying you're done with Conforto and I'm not, I can't be done with Conforto quite yet. I'd agree with that. I'd agree yeah. with that as well. All right. That's going to finish this off. Thanks to WinBet. Uh, please, if you're in one of those six states that can bet there, please do so. Uh, thank you for your sponsorship. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for all the questions. We got the prospect pod tomorrow. A lot of trade deadline stuff this week. Thanks for listening to Rotowire. Have a great day.